Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I am your host, Brian Tonsoni. This episode, we'll discuss in our main segment how sports bring people together in times of need, especially honoring another 9-11 anniversary that passed last week. Along with another B-Rent take and a college pick'em, uh, we hope that you enjoy this podcast. For more information on this podcast and other sports, please read our work at sportstalkwithtonsoni.com and follow us on Twitter with the handle at sportstons. Also check out Delphi Bracketology, our school club, at delphibracketology.com and also on Twitter at Delphi Brackets. Please let us know your thoughts. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and most other podcast hosts. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, September 18th. And before we begin this episode, here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to this episode of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. Some major sports news this past week included some questionable roughing the passer calls in the NFL. Several in the game that was on our television, the, the Bears and the Broncos, three to mention, uh, two on the Bears and one on Denver on the last drive. Uh, I'm all for safety of NFL players and safety, especially for the quarterback. Uh, and I understand that there needs to be some care given in that area, but simply hitting the quarterback and taking him to the ground and falling on top of him without the intent to slam your body, I think really needs to be looked at, at the, by the NFL and their officials. Uh, what are defensive players supposed to do when they're moving towards the quarterback, hit the quarterback, and the quarterback falls backwards? I think it's near impossible uh, to not fall on the player. I think there's a difference between falling on the player in a clean tackle and then purposely driving your full body weight. And I think the officials need to do a better job. Speaking of those quarterbacks, there have been some big-time injuries to NFL quarterback. Um, ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, all various degrees of in- injuries. Sam Darnold of the Jets out with mono, putting his team uh, behind the eight ball. Um, so a lot of tough news early on in the NFL. In college football, uh, week three was just completed. No major upsets at the top of the polls. However, Ohio State looks to be a team worth watching to maybe challenge Clemson and Alabama. They are likely to run the table in the Big Ten and compete for a spot in the playoff. What to watch for this week? Uh, NFL replacement QBs, as we mentioned. Can they do the job? Can the support players around them still function with the backup quarterback? Notre Dame versus Georgia. Number seven, Fighting Irish against Georgia, ranked number three at Georgia, will be a Saturday evening game to watch. And in Major League Baseball, the NL Central race, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers are fighting it out uh, for the division winner and for a wild card spot at this time. And the American League wild card spot between Oakland, uh, Tampa Bay, and the Cleveland Indians is another one. To watch in the state of Indiana, some college football was played last week. Purdue lost to TCU, 34 to 13. The Boilers played without quarterback Elijah Sindelar and could not get any offense going on the day. The Boilers have the week off this week and look to rebound. Uh, I believe at home against Minnesota in two weeks. Indiana suffered their first defeat of the season to the Ohio State Buckeyes, 51 to 10. The Hoosiers also played with a backup quarterback 
in quarterback Peyton Ramsey. The Hoosiers never had a chance in this blowout, uh, down 30-3 to at one point in the first half. Indiana will host Connecticut to try to get back on track on Saturday in Bloomington. The Ball State Cardinals lost their second game of the season, 41-31 on the road to Florida Atlantic. Ball State will take their 1-2 record on the road to North Carolina State this Saturday. Notre Dame home opener against New Mexico went the way of the Irish as the Irish defeated New Mexico 66-14. Quarterback Ian Book threw for five touchdowns on the day. The Irish will travel to Georgia uh, in Athens on Saturday, as mentioned earlier, and Ian Book will have to play just as well against the Bulldogs. The Indiana State Sycamores earned their first victory of the year by defeating Eastern Kentucky 19-7. They are 1-2 and two on the season and will host Eastern Illinois in Terre Haute on Saturday. For our college pick-em pick section, we're going to point you to DelphiBracketology.com where we post that our 12 games that we select plus a few possible upsets. So if you're interested in our college pick-em, go check out DelphiBracketology.com. Right now it's time for that kid at Terre Haute to speak his mind, and it is B-Rent's take. What's on your mind, B-Rent? Hey, thanks for having me on again this week. I really do love this topic. Sports truly bring people together. I'm going to talk about some baseball players that have passed away in recent years. Jose Fernandez, the young pitcher for the Marlins, passed away tragically September 25th, 2016. The very next day, one of his best friends, D. Gordon, hit a leadoff home run and was crying around the bases, pointing up to the sky. Yordano Ventura of the Royals passed away in January 2017. Recently, Tyler Skaggs of the Angels passed away. The one I am most familiar with as a diehard Cardinals fan was the tragic death of Oscar Tavares, who passed October 26, 2014. I remember how sad I was when this news broke out. As a fan who invests a lot of time reading on the minor league stars coming up and watch as many games throughout the year as I can, you feel like you know these players, even though you do not know them personally. The Cardinals paid tribute to Oscar by turning off the lights in Bush Stadium, except for the lights shining on right field. A pitcher in the World Series that year put OT18 on his hat in tribute of his friend Oscar. And even though I am most familiar with this one because I'm a fan of this team, every single tragic thing, you don't want to ever see stuff like this happen, but every time you see it, it brings everyone together. Baseball suddenly is not as important anymore. Every team, every rival, everybody gathers as one during these tough times. It is a great thing to see. Thanks, B-Rent, for that awesome take. His take will lead us into our main storyline. Now it's time for our main story segment. Last week, in getting ready to teach class on 9-11 as a social studies teacher every year, I think about how to remember those people who lost their lives on 9-11, and I usually show a clip from ESPN about a former lacrosse player uh, from um, Boston College and then over the weekend, I heard a story about the Georgia football team and their fans supporting a visiting coach who had lost his wife. And it led me to start thinking about the unifying nature of sports. And despite the rivalries and the competitiveness of fan bases and teams, sports often unites people together. And in this episode, I will share with you use some of the great moments, a few of them that followed that 9-11 tragedy, and some other great moments that have happened since. No one podcast show can cover all of the high school, colleges, pro teams, the sports, the media that have supported our country, and individuals in times of need. 
I asked a question on Sports Talk with Tonsoni Twitter. Many followers sent in their suggestions on unifying sports events uh, in their responses on Twitter. We will touch on a few of those moments from our Twitter followers and a few others uh, here on this episode. One of the first ones we'll discuss is President Bush's first pitch uh, after 9-11. It was in late October at the World Series in New York City, in Yankee Stadium. The country needed a boost. President Bush took the field, took the mound, despite many advisors suggesting that he not take the risk and go out in public. But not only did he take the mound, but he threw a much-needed strike. And the confidence that President Bush showed walking off that field, shaking hands with the two managers of the respective teams, and the crowd chanting USA was a unifying moment. And earlier in that season, just, I believe, 10 days after the 9-11 tragedy, in the first professional game in New York City after 9-11, the New York Mets were playing the Atlanta Braves. The Braves had a short lead, small lead, late in the game. I think it was the eighth inning. Uh, my friends, uh, Chris Feeney, my friend Chris Feeney will correct me on the actual timing of that, but Mike Piazza hit a go-ahead home run late in the game. It wasn't a walk-off. But the crowd needed that. New York City needed that. I think the United States needed that home run. And it wasn't about a game of baseball. It was about unifying the country and taking our minds off the tragedy that had happened just 10 days earlier in New York City. Pat Tillman, former safety for the Arizona Cardinals, chooses to leave professional sports and joined the Army in June of 2012, 2002 as a response to the attack on 9-11. He served in Iraq and Afghanistan before losing his life in combat. A complete sacrifice from a professional sports player for the good of all Americans. That is a unifying event. My good friend Chris Hagenoff from Indianapolis sent me this after uh, seeing uh, the question on Twitter that in the 2001 season at Notre Dame, there was a game, Notre Dame and Michigan State, and at halftime, both bands took the field together and played an incredible version of Amazing Grace. I was able to watch the video. It is available, I believe, on YouTube. And the, the incredible thing, the nice thing, was at the end, the, the Notre Dame band, the Michigan State band members shook hands, hugged, put their arms around each other, and exited the field. A moment like that, two rivals playing a big college football game, but knowing that there was something bigger uh, at that moment. The story that I always share with our students on 9-11 was an ESPN production. Wells Crowther, Boston College uh, lacrosse player who worked in the financial services industry, I believe on the 104th floor of the South Tower in New York City. After the tower was hit, Wells led at least two dozen people to safety from a burning 78th floor lobby. He then went back up the stairs to help more before the tower collapsed and Wells Crowther lost his life. He always carried a red bandana ever since he was a young boy, and a few months after his passing and the collapse of the towers, stories started to appear about this man who saved lives uh, having a red bandana uh, it surfaced in the New York Times and other places. His parents and family members knew they had found what Wells was doing on the day of the tragedy. 
Several years later, Boston College held a football game honoring Wells and his bravery. The shoes, the coaching gear, the gloves, the stripe on the helmet were all decked out with a red bandana flavor style. Boston College was playing the ninth-ranked USC Trojans on this night, and the crowd was electric. Boston College defeated those ninth-ranked Trojans, and in the locker room, Coach Adazio presented the game ball to the parents of Wells Crowther. Another Twitter follower shared this, and this is from Canada. The Humboldt Broncos, a junior ice hockey team in Canada, was in the middle of the playoffs when a bus carrying team personnel had an accident with a semi. 16 fatalities total and other serious injuries resulted, including players, coaches, and support staff. The first game for the Humboldt Broncos after the crash was broadcast nationally in Canada and attended by many dignitaries. There was fundraising effort to support the families and millions, I don't know, millions of dollars. Lots of money was raised for the families affected by this crash. And it was mentioned that the game itself was a great helping effort and a great healing moment for the Humboldt Bronco uh, ice hockey community. Some recent traditions have sprung up that help people through tough times. As we move uh, away from the 9-11 uh, stories, the hockey game helped those who had lost their lives. At Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, at the end of the first quarter, everyone in the stadium, including the team and, and the coaches, waves to patients and their families at the University of Iowa Steed Family Children's Hospital. The hospital was built in 2017 and rises above Kinnick Stadium. And there's a, quote, press box on, a, on the upper level of the children's hospital where the patients and their families can look out over Kinnick Stadium and see the entire stadium waving back to them. It's a tradition that I look forward to visiting soon. I've had the pleasure of being at Kinnick Stadium three or four times in my career, but none since 2017 when the uh, Steed Family Children's Hospital was built. Uh, that is football and sports making people who are struggling uh, a little bit better for that afternoon. Awareness games. All, all of the cancer and uh, games and the colored bats and colored shoes that the professional and college coaches for cancer very much appreciate. I think that brings communities together. Uh, cancer has affected all of us in some ways or people that we know. And the, the one that we will discuss today is the stand-up for cancer from Major League Baseball at the All-Star Games and, and the playoffs that they ask people to stand up and they have placards where you could write in the names of the people that you're thinking about, either the people that have passed because of cancer as a, a couple important people in, in our family's life have lost their life to that disease, or people who are currently battling uh, the dreaded cancer. And when I see the stadium and the players and everyone in the stadium standing up and everyone has a sign that they know has been affected with the disease, it gets me uh, every time that I watch the stand-up for cancer. It brings people together in a time of need. Locally, here in Indiana, Tyler Trent, a student at Purdue University that fought a tough battle with cancer. 
The 2018 Purdue football season was one where the entire Purdue community and many of their rivals joined together to assist Tyler with his fight. ESPN and many media outlets and personnel were very gracious with their time and reporting and speaking with Tyler and his family. Tyler was an inspiration to the Boilers as, as a fan that gave everything he got he had to supporting the Buckeyes, especially in a home upset over uh, a top-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes team at Ross-Aid Stadium last year, top-five-ranked Ohio State. Um, Tyler was there, predicted the win, and the team really rallied behind, and the community, more importantly, rallied behind. But when Purdue went on the road, the opponents also supported Tyler, and that is that that rivalry joining together for a young man uh, to help him and his family. The Tyler Trent story is one that everyone uh, should look at, whether you're a Purdue fan or not, or whether you live in the state of Indiana. Tyler Trent is a true model of how to be gracious in the face of such tough times. And recently, the game that made me think about uniting the, the uniting forces of sports was Georgia versus Arkansas State here in 2019. Wendy Anderson, wife of Arkansas State head coach Blake Anderson, lost her battle in, um, with cancer in mid-August. After a brief leave of absence, Coach Anderson came back, traveled with the team to Athens, Georgia. And when Arkansas State took the field in Athens last Saturday, the home stands were filled with people wearing pink. Several students had painted their entire bodies pink and had letters that spelled out Wendy's name uh, on their backs so the coach and the players could see that upon entering the field. Supporting a visiting coach uh, to help him maybe ease the struggle and ease the pain that he had gone through. Sports have the ability to unite people. It has been demonstrated during the most difficult times. After 9-11, when our country was attacked, sports were there to help. When Canada lost some young hockey players, sports were there to help heal the community. When people are sick with serious diseases, sports are there to ease the struggle. Sports, while competitive, full of tough rivalries, uh, it can be a place for us to find some empathy and decency. Sports is understood by so many in our society, in our country, and in divided times, many look to sports to help us. Many look to sports to help us through tough times. We have fellow fans, tailgate families, online communities, and even some good rivals to help us and rise up in times of need to provide healing and support. Tune in this week and every week and enjoy your favorite sporting event. May it help you pass some time if needed. May it help you raise awareness of great causes. May it help you find peace. May it help you support others who need your help. Whatever the situation, root for your team. Appreciate the opponent and understand that we are all better when we are united. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'll be back next week.